Well, hello there, friends. Dr. Missy Clifton here. I've got Dr. Blake Williams back with me today. Not only is he my business partner and friend, but he is also a man. And I'm hoping he can give us some insights into the male psyche when it comes to aging. We all know the pressures on women to age gracefully. So let's head into this uncharted territory together. Blake, thanks for coming back. Thanks for having me back, Missy. I'm looking forward to this. Obviously, I am a man. Uh, you spoke the truth there. And to be honest, this is a topic that doesn't get a whole lot of uh, conversation. So I'm, I'm, I'm ready to dive into this with you. Well, I'm excited too. So thank you so much. So I can tell you that women start worrying about aging at a very young age. I actually did my first Botox treatment at age 27, for heaven's sake. Uh, Blake, I feel like guys also want to look their best, but often don't want anyone to know that they are having concerns. Yeah, I, I think this is an interesting topic. And I was actually uh, looking a little bit into this before we got into this, Missy. And, and the bottom line is all of us want to look good. Uh, obviously, as a guy, I want to look good, too. Now, uh, a lot of times we don't necessarily feel comfortable talking about that. Okay? Right. You know, for women, it's kind of assume that they want to look good. But, but deep down, all guys want to look good. And I think for a lot of it is guys don't know exactly where to start. Um, and without having that kind of push to do something, they're, they're not as likely to get into it. There's probably a little bit of this general avoidance of doctors for men. You see this a lot. If we talk about skin cancer, men tend to present a little bit later. You've always got that classic guys like putting things off. I don't feel good. My knee hurts, but I'm not going to go to the doctor and have it right out. So I think that kind of comes into play. Um, are they afraid they won't look manly or that their that their friends will think they're, you know, effeminate or something? I think that's true to some extent. So um, there's this question of is doing cosmetic treatments for man, men affect their masculinity or are they going to look a little more feminine? Um, and really, when you approach these things, the goal obviously is not to make a man look more feminine when we're talking Absolutely. about cosmetic treatments. Um, and the interesting thing is women don't really approach that. I think some of it for guys is they think if, if they go in that uh, their wife or their significant other is going to think that they're not as much of a man. And if you actually look, they've actually done studies on this. And, you know, over 90 percent of women don't think that having cosmetic treatments for their significant other affects their masculinity. So I think it's something men have kind of invented. Well, Brad Paisley didn't help. You know, the I'm still a guy song. I'm like, come on, Brad. Please tell me you haven't ever had Botox. I'm not buying it. Yeah, I don't buy that at all. Brad's had some work done. (laughs) He definitely has. We love you, though, Brad Paisley. You're one of my favorites. So just being honest here, I do think that men do tend to age better than women do in the general sense. I'm not alone when I say that I think a few smile lines are sexy on a guy. But there comes a point when all of us need a little help. You know, the smile lines at the corner of your eyes, those look great. When they start coming all the way down your cheek and you've got deep forehead lines and frown lines, that's not attractive on anyone. So, Dr. Williams, what do you think some of the first concerns you hear from your guy friends and male patients? Well, probably one of the biggest right off the bat, Missy, is, is hair loss. It's, it's something that um, women can struggle with, too, but obviously very common in men. Uh, pattern hair loss. So I think when you look at it, that's the first thing you see. And I think men are maybe a little bit more comfortable talking about that um, than they are uh, sunspots or wrinkles. Um, There's obviously some things we can do for hair loss. And I know, Missy, you know that uh, even better than I do. Well, I do have a sort of warm, fuzzy place in my heart for hair loss. We actually 
started another practice, Dr. Manning and I, um, called MD Hair Labs, where that's all we focus on is hair loss and hair restoration and even robotic hair transplant. So it is a passion of mine. So thank you for bringing that up. Uh, sure. So um, there are obviously a lot of things, and I think uh, men think that that's going to be a big procedure. It's going to be difficult, and they're not sure if they're going to look natural with the results. I think those are some of the concerns that they might have. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of medical intervention. That's the thing that I want to get to our male listeners today, too. You know, if you're just starting to see hair loss, don't wait to come in and, and talk to us because there are topicals and oral medications that really do work very well to help keep you retaining the hair that you have and getting some regrowth back. There are fairly non-invasive treatments now like PRP and Carolase um, that can really help boost uh, hair mm-hmm. regrowth. And we even have stem cells and growth factors that we can inject to really rebuild hair and, and get hair regrowth back short of a transplant. Uh, but the transplant has come a long way and there's multiple options to do it. There is still the option for the the strip procedure where we take a, a piece of the back of the scalp and take all of those hair follicles out and implant them in the front. Um, but most of the time, we don't have to go to that direction. You, we can usually either hand harvest or harvest with a robot so that there's no scarring and very little downtime. Um, and we recreate the hairline with single hair follicles in the front so that it looks supernatural and then really build it back to give you good density. So it's the state of the art of this type of procedure has really come a long way and we're excited to get to bring it here to Arkansas. Yeah, I think people need to realize that it, things in medicine change very quickly. I'm sure you've seen this over there. And so uh, what you might have seen in the past is not really what's what's done currently. And so I think sometimes people have a misconception. Um, the other thing I see quite a bit of uh, for guys, jawline. Uh, kind of unique to guys compared to ladies, but uh, a lot of guys are looking for that kind of masculine jawline. And there's obviously a couple issues. One, you can naturally have a, a little bit smaller jawline uh, that you can right. work on. But sometimes you also start to get a little bit of this fullness in the neck. Yes, and of sir. course, there's some things, Missy, that, that we have to work on on those as well. Yeah, absolutely. And Blake, I do think that a jawline really is what frames a masculine face. I think it's what makes men look manly. Um, So yeah, if you have sort of a a recessed chin or not a really well-defined jawline, it can really be a game changer for really confidence building for these guys to get those, you know, really defined edges. Um, So a little bit of filler in those areas is amazing. It's not painful. It's super easy. It lasts for a couple of years. Um, So that's something that is a a really, really good option for people. Um, And also to define that jawline is, like you said, to get rid of any submental fullness. And sometimes that's an injection called Kybella that can kind of dissolve the fat in a series of of a few treatments. Um, Sometimes cool, cool sculpting, a little cool mini treatment, one or two underneath there can really eliminate the fat. Um, And then if the person has a lot of skin laxity and fat, then a lot of times we'll have to do something like face tight or Morpheus to really tighten the skin envelope and sometimes even a little bit of liposuction to get the fat out. But those are really awesome options and some of my favorite treatments for guys. We can really get a wow effect for you guys with these treatments. I think some of the more impactful things I've seen for uh, male patients on, on cosmetic treatments have been things that have affected the jawline mm-hmm. and, and really in terms of how they've changed their uh, face and appearance. Um 
so it's it's really an area that I think we can work well on for men. I think the other one is, is periocular lines. So guys tend to get a lot of crow's feet. And having a little bit of lines is kind of distinguished for guys. And I yeah. think that's a little bit different for men versus women. But deep lines are not. So I, um, I think f- a lot of guys think if you get Botox, you're going to be paralyzed. You're going to have nothing. And that's not really what we're going for. That's absolutely true. And every male Botox patient that I have, I talk to them about the differences between the male face and the female face and how I don't want to feminize their face. You know, men have a lower set brow. They don't have arched brows. I don't want to give a manly man an arched brow. It's just not going to look good. Um, And also the crow's feet, like I said, I think a little crow's feet, kind of cute. Um, But again, you don't want those to get deep etched in lines and just make you look a lot older and more tired than you are. And I do think the eye area is a big thing too, Blake. I have a lot of men, and really this is probably one of the more common things that I see men actually coming in for um, is extra skin laxity on their upper eyelids and also kind of the fat pockets underneath the eye. Do you feel like you, you see quite a bit of that too? I do, and I think that's one thing kind of similar to hair loss that men are a little more comfortable talking about. And I think it's a misconception maybe, you know, to some degree this tendency to have sagging skin, particularly in the upper lid, is a little bit inherited. Definitely. Um, um, so there's not so much you can necessarily do about it, but you can actually have some impacts on, on visual field uh, with that as well. And so there's there's also medical reasons to treat that. But I do feel like men tend to get a little bit more of that fat pad, pad under the eye as well. Um uh, especially compared to women. So there's a lot, I think, periocular that we can do for men to make them uh, improve their appearance. Yeah, and as you know, lephroplasty or eyelid surgery is probably one of my very favorite procedures. Um, I uh, tend to use a laser compared to a lot of other docs in the universe. I use a laser to remove the extra skin on the upper eyelids because it makes a tiny 0.2 millimeter incision and it seals off the blood vessels as we go. So there's a lot less bruising and swelling. So people heal beautifully and get a really great result with that. And then on the lower lids, um, sometimes we just need to tighten the skin there. Um, the bone around the eye gets bigger around the, the diameter gets bigger over time. And so that fat pocket that used to be pushed back toward the eye kind of bulges sometimes. Um, and if that's just a little bit of a bulge, then sometimes just tightening the skin with a plasma laser or another tightening device can really make a difference. And sometimes we actually have to retract the eyelid and go inside and actually remove some of that fat, which sounds horrible, but it is not. And it is a knock it out of the park for people. And we've gotten some great results with guys who come in and just say, you know, I hate it that everybody thinks I look tired all the time. And um, they're just a new person when they get that fixed. So that's been a big game changer um, in the practice for a lot of the men that I see. Okay, so we've been talking about kind of the differences between men and women. And in the consult at, at Premier, when people come in, women will come in and they will tell me every detail, every flaw that they see, whether I can see them or not, because women are definitely their own worst critic. And I'm guilty. I do every treatment I can to try to keep myself looking young and and healthy. Um, But they also will pretty much do any treatment and do multiple steps um, to kind of get to the result. Uh, A lot of women will do three or four steps in skincare in the morning and three or four, maybe even five or six steps in the evening um, for skincare. And 
I feel like guys maybe are not as responsive to that. So, Dr. Williams, can you first of all tell us what what do you do to take care of your skin? And uh, what do you think guys really want and need when it comes to skincare? So I think that's definitely true for guys. I mean, we're looking for something that's simple and quick to do. Uh, if you're going to give me six, ten steps that I'm going to do, um, I'm going to do steps one and two, <laughs> maybe three, but that's as far as we're getting. I'm not, I'm not going any further than that. <laughs> so uh, I think for guys, it's a little bit uh, better to keep it simple. So in terms of my regimen, um, you know, when I think about particularly products that are applying to the face, obviously your sunscreen's um, the first thing I think of. So that's kind of uniform for basically everyone. So um, uh, I've got the sunscreen. Um, I use a retinol product. Uh, I think a retinol should be uh, part of the toolkit for basically everyone. There's maybe a few people that can't tolerate, but I'm even a a fairly sensitive uh, skin type and I can still tolerate retinol. Um, So those are the big two. Now, um, adding there, uh, antioxidants would be, um, I like a uh, the vitamin C and E and ferulic acid. It does smell a little funny, but uh, I still like that. I know it's a product that's been out there for a little bit longer. Um, but those are probably my three uh, big things. Now, obviously, personally, I do Botox, um, uh, forehead lines, so those 11s or glabellar lines that you see. Um, most people don't like those. So yeah. like you said, some of these lines, like a little bit of crow's feet, looks good. It's kind of associated with a positive or happy emotion because you see it when people are smiling. Yeah, uh, frown lines are not good on anyone. Uh, frown lines should just be eliminated from, from existence. They absolutely um, agree. And I've got some horizontal forehead lines. So I put across a little bit across the forehead. Now, again, you, you got to be a little careful that you don't drop the brow. So um when I'm doing that, I'm trying to soften them, not necessarily eliminate them. Um, so those are big things that I think make an impact for me. And they're, they're relatively straightforward and, and easy. Now, looking at my parents, uh, I'm going to have a blepharoplasty. I'm sure you'll do my <laughs> blepharoplasty at some point. It's coming, but uh, not quite unfortunately there yet. not, not quite, quite there, there. Yet. Um, So I think for guys, the, the rule is to kind of keep it simple. I, I, they've actually looked at not necessarily in terms of the cosmetic space, but the number of things that a guy will actually use uh, prescription products. And and really three is pretty much a hard cap. If you're trying to get them to do more than three things, it's probably not going to happen. And yeah. I, I try and keep that in mind, even with our younger acne patients that are guys. I'll be honest, I had acne as, as a teenager and I did probably nothing of what I was supposed to The do. bare minimum. Yeah. 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 Um, a lot of times people think, you know, just because I have the prescription, it's going to get better, but you actually kind of have to use it. It's a shame. It's got to go on the, it's gotta gotta go actually, in the face, got to be used. Yeah. It's got to actually be taken to have an effect. So um, I think the other thing for guys is, is uh, when you look at this, guys really are interested in having one procedure, trying to get it all done. Um, so there's some interest in uh, guys tend to lean towards being a little bit more aggressive. Let's just go ahead and get it fixed. And then I don't have to worry about it anymore or keep going Absolutely. on with some kind of plan. Absolutely. I do think that, um, in my experience, I, that's a hundred percent. A lot of guys that come in with a ton of lines and wrinkles, they're just like, no, I don't want to do four or five laser procedures. I want to do the halo. I want to do the big daddy and be done, you know. And so it is an interesting, um, whereas women will be like, oh, I don't know if I want the downtime. I'd rather do three or four to get to that result. Uh, so it is really interesting kind of the difference. Now, 
Blake, you have a really beautiful wife. Lena is gorgeous, and she clearly takes great care of herself. So do you do all this skincare because she wants you to, or are you doing it because you know the science behind it, or is it a little bit of both? Yeah, Missy, it's, it's really a little bit of both. I mean, I, obviously she's beautiful, so I got to try and keep up with her to, to some extent. Now, you know, I'm, I'm not going to pass her, obviously, so it's, it's not that <laughs> you're trying to, to outdo each other, really. But uh, you want to make sure that you're, you, you are kind of aging together in a way that's appropriate and that, um, you know, I don't necessarily, and I think this is true for guys, you don't really want to look necessarily fake or things like that. Right. You, you want to look natural but you want to slow down the aging process as much as you can. Um, so really, you're trying to age kind of gracefully together. Um, you know, for one of these things, when you look at guys, this is true in the, the medical side of dermatology too. Um, most men, um, when we're talking about cosmetic treatments, are actually coming because a family member was the one that kind of prompted it. Yeah, and that's a little bit different than uh, than for women. Um, I think sometimes women will get referred by friends or they uh, see something on the internet or a flyer. Uh, but most men are coming because someone in the family suggested they come. Um, Absolutely, and you know that's the thing that you know that's the barrier I want to break down a little bit. Maybe today, hopefully, with the podcast, is for guys to realize that it's not super intimidating. Um, it's not costly. Guys are very cost conscious compared to uh, women a lot of times. Um, so we do completely complimentary consultations. You don't have to pay a dime to come in and get a skin analysis to see how much sun damage you have and talk about things that concern you. Um, so I would just encourage all of you guys out there to uh, to know that we want you to keep looking good as you age as well. Um, and more importantly, we want to make sure that your skin stays healthy and you don't develop skin cancers and things. So keep up with those skin checks and come see us with any concerning lesions on your body. Um, any other comments in closing, Blake? Well, I think one of the, the good things you can do, uh, particularly if as a spouse or a significant other, is um, looking over each other's skin. So you don't necessarily want to go through and, and nitpick and say, well, I th- this line over here I don't like. But if you just kind of give them a general idea and say, well, I see some spots on your body that uh, I'm not sure if they're anything of concern, um, it, it probably is actually kind of helpful for women to schedule appointments for men. Mm-hmm. And when we see this quite a bit uh, where they go up and set up the appointment. And, and to be honest, my Lena does this sometimes for me too, not necessarily for skin, but, you know, if, um, if it's on my appointment, I'm going to go to it. The other thing is I feel like guys sometimes, when you, you can almost see this anxiety or hesitation. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're there and they want to talk about Botox, but they don't know how to bring it up. And I think they need to realize for us, this is not, I mean, this is very normal. This, so this is, is what we do. This is what we do. Um, so you really don't need to feel that anxiety or hesitation. And, and ideally, obviously, when you're working with a physician, you don't want to feel anxious or, or hesitant to tell them anything you're right. experiencing. Uh, but that's especially true for cosmetic treatment. So we see this day in and day out. Um, so that's something I would want them to kind of keep in mind, too, uh, when they're coming in. But sometimes you almost get this relief once they start talking about it and they can open up and kind of share what's what's actually bothering them. Absolutely. I've actually seen that at MD Hair Labs. We've had a couple of guys come in get their hair back. And then they're like, so I'm, I need to come to see you at Premiere now because now I want to get rid of, you know, I want to get rid of these sunspots. I want to really get rid of some of these wrinkles. So it is interesting that once the conversation's open, um, it's a little easier to talk about it. So n- have no fear 
we are here and we love to talk about these things and, and do these treatments and procedures for you. So again, thank you, Dr. Williams, uh, for joining us. And listeners, thank you for joining us today on All Things Skin. You won't want to miss our next episode of All Things Skin as Blake and I host a breakout session, literally. We're talking about pimples, pustules, zits, and all the gunk in your pores. So true pimple popper stuff. We hope you'll join us. <laughs>